great morning or great afternoon if it's the afternoon. I hope you've had a wonderful day or about to have a wonderful day and you are excited for this episode. So today I'm going to be talking about a very important thing and something that can be quite daunting and scary when you're thinking about going on exchange or traveling, especially traveling by yourself. And that is how you're going to make friends while you're overseas, because you're probably going to be on the other side of the world in a totally different time zone to all of your friends back home or your family back home. And there's going to be moments where you are the only person that you know awake and able to talk to. And those moments can be really lonely. So making new friends is so important. And it's honestly one of the best parts of traveling anyway. So yeah, it's definitely important to at least try and make friends. It means that if you get stuck, you have someone you can turn to. If you're lost or you don't know what to do next, they might be able to give you recommendations and things like that. Traveling with other people is safer. It's more fun. You get to share experiences. At the very least, you have someone to take your photos. And yeah, just a really good time. This episode is going to be all about how we you can make friends and how to push yourself outside of your comfort zone. And yeah, honestly, it sounds really daunting, but I promise it is super easy once you get used to it. So I hope that you are excited about this episode. Unfortunately, this will be the second to last episode that comes out in my travel abroad series because I am revamping the podcast um, for next year. I return back to New Zealand on the, well, leave here on the second, arrive in New Zealand on the 4th of January. So I won't be doing any more travel themed episodes unless anyone has a special request for one. I'm happy to jump a few more random ones in. But I will do my next episode as a reflection and then some very exciting episodes coming up that I have a whole plan for, for how this podcast is going to run next year. So get excited for that. And if you are excited, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Great Morning Podcast. I'll be creating a little community there and I'm really excited about it. And don't forget to subscribe or follow or whatever it is on the platform that you use for listening to your podcast because it really does help me out. And of course, the one thing that definitely won't be changing is the gratitude because that is very important. So today for me, I am really grateful for this tea that I'm drinking. I think my body is like on the verge of getting sick. And so it's, I've got a little bit of a sore throat, like my nose is very slightly runny, but it's not enough that I'm like actually sick. So I'm really grateful for this tea, which is soothing my throat and making me feel a little better. The second thing I'm grateful for is the fact that I seem to have gotten away with not having to deal with the rubbish bins while I've been here. I will admit, I just had a moment where I came home from, from like a really long day of class and studying and the dishwasher which had been turned on like the night before was still full and there was just a big pile of dishes in the sink obviously no one had wanted to deal with it and I get that if you're in a rush in the morning it's kind of annoying to unload it but I was kind of like like I feel like I'm the only person who's doing it and I got a bit annoyed but then I remembered that I don't have to clean the apartment we get cleaners that come in but I also I don't ever really take the bins out because usually one of the boys will do it which is really nice and so I'm really grateful for that and remembering that there are other things that I don't have to deal with is kind of nice because it reminds you that when you are helping out around the house it is it's worth it and you're doing your fair share so yeah and the final thing I am grateful for is cozy sweaters I don't know why but I've just been on the sweater kick recently and I've brought so many new jumpers which is 
a terrible idea because in Barcelona it has only just started to get cold like it has only just dipped below 20 degrees and I mean I still have eight weeks here so I guess I still have eight weeks of sweater wearing weather but then I'm going back to New Zealand in January when it's going to be hot for three more months so don't know why I'm buying so many sweaters but I just love them so much and the sweaters here are all really good quality and really soft and cozy so yeah don't know how I'm gonna fit them in my suitcase but that's okay and now it is your turn to think of three things that you're grateful for and remind yourself of all the good things that are happening in your life now that you have your three things that you're grateful for and you're feeling a little happy and relaxed it is time to get on to the episode so my number one tip for making friends is before you leave message around and see if you already know people in the area which will be obviously ideal or if you don't maybe your friends have traveled to that area before and they've already got friends who are there That is the easiest way to have someone familiar in the city, someone that you can meet up with on your first day or, you know, someone who can give you recommendations for places to see, things to do, places to eat at, whatever it is. I know that I did this, like I've reached out to people that I honestly have never talked to before or don't really talk to very often and it's always worked out pretty well. So when I was supposed to go to Chile, I was talking to the girl who'd done the same exchange program the year before and she gave me the contact of the apartment that she stayed in and so I was going to essentially live in the same apartment that she had with him. And she had a really great experience, so I knew I could trust him, which was really nice. Obviously, that fell through when the program got cancelled, but it would have been nice to have one familiar person in the city. And when I came over here, I knew someone who was from Granada, so he had heaps of recommendations and gave me the Instagram um, handles of some of his friends who lived here and said that they would be willing to help me out as well, which was really, really nice. And so I feel like it's always worth it just just to put the feelers out and just see if there is anyone in the area who you might know who you can turn to and so at least you have one person that you know in that city you're going to visit. Obviously this more applies to study exchanges rather than just traveling generally but I feel like it's a good tip if you're staying in any place for a longer period of time and perhaps you're not staying in a super social hostel or you know you're in your own apartment sort of thing and it's a bit harder to meet people or anything like that so yeah definitely a good place to start but you know we don't always have those kind of connections you know especially if you're going to somewhere that's a little more off the beaten path so my second tip is to never say no to anything especially when you first move to that city because at the end of the day If you keep saying yes to things, you're going to meet the most amount of people at the start. And yes, you'll be exhausted, but you'll also have so many memories and you'll have so much fun with all of your new friends. So you'll pretty quickly get to know everyone. You'll get to know who your personalities match with the most, who has similar interests to you and things like that. And so it is honestly exhausting, but the best idea is just to say yes to absolutely everything 
join in clubs of your interest, go to fitness classes that you enjoy, go to your academic classes if that's a thing. It's a great way to meet people who are in your class as well if you actually turn up to the lectures and tutorials and whatever your class does. And this means that you can make study groups later on, you can hang out with them after class and things like that. If you miss a class because you're sick, they'll give you notes. So yeah, definitely super helpful to actually go to class and join clubs and just get involved in everything that's going on, especially in those first kind of weeks. Once you've burned yourself out successfully or not quite burnt yourself out but you know gotten close to it then that's when you can start saying no because you almost have established this way that you are um, and keen to get involved in xyz activities you know creative activities or sporty activities or drinking or whatever it is that you are interested in and people will continue to invite you even if you say no one or two times but you have to get through that initial phase of saying yes to everything and this is a Especially applicable, as I just kind of mentioned, to do things that you enjoy the most. What are your hobbies, you know? I really like rock climbing, and as I've mentioned before, the rock climbing community here is great. It's really fun to climb with people, and it's meant that I've had something to talk about, I guess, with other people that I've met. You know, I've taken my friends who have never been rock climbing before with me, and they've all loved it, so we have something to bond over as well. And yeah, it can be really fun, really great way to meet people. So yeah. Definitely pick activities and don't say no, especially if they're in your interests. But if no one else is going or no one else is free and you can't find anyone to come with you, don't be afraid to do things by yourself as well because a lot of the time you're going to meet people when you're out and about. It is so easy to strike up a conversation with another person who looks like a little solo traveler. I know I've had people come up and talk to me at um, touristy attractions and things because there's kind of an you know when you're walking around a museum by yourself and you look about the same age as someone else it's usually a pretty good guess that they're also a solo traveler or something like that especially if they perhaps don't look like a local (laughs) Um, yeah so it's definitely always a cool idea and even if they are a local I'm sure they'll be happy to chat to you and give you local recommendations and things as well so yeah Definitely don't be afraid to do things by yourself. Just have the confidence that when you are at that activity by yourself to go up to people, have a chat to them, find out where they're from, what they're doing, you know, and yeah, have a bank of like random questions you can ask, you know, the standards, where are you from, how long are you here for and all those kind of things. And then hopefully you'll have some common interests. You can maybe invite them to the cafe you're going to after this or whatever. And yeah. You will definitely get to know people pretty quickly that way and those are going to be people who are interested in the same or similar things to you. You know, if you're going to all the art museums and you're meeting people at art museums, they're probably also people who are interested in art museums. So it's always a good thing to have those kind of friends. If you aren't super confident going to those things by yourself, that's totally understandable. It's obviously ideal if you can bring people with you, but in case you really can't find anyone else, Join a local Facebook group or I feel like Facebook groups might be a little old fashioned now, but there are definitely heaps of Facebook groups out there for either your city, like expats in your city, or you can join them based on the interest that you have. Or even just try Bumble BFF. I haven't, I've used Bumble BFF in Auckland and it's super fun to meet up with people, you know, just as a casual coffee date. And they're always generally people who are willing to try things, 
yeah it's definitely a cool idea if you're in a new city and you're there for a little longer and you want to meet some other travelers who are in the area or other students and things and so yeah definitely would recommend trying bubble bff don't knock it until you try it a lot of people think it sounds super lame and super weird to like be so desperate you have to look on bumble bff for friends but like everyone has a reason to be on there most of the time it's not because they're super lame it's just because they've just moved to the city or they are starting a new course and they don't have many friends in the new course and things like that so yeah i would definitely recommend making sure to try it out if you hate it then you can judge it but yeah i do recommend it it's heaps of fun and finally when you do make plans make sure you invite lots of people especially in those initial phases like it can be really cool to develop a really close friendship with a couple people and hang out with them one-on-one but in those initial phases when you're not close with anyone it's a really cool idea to make plans with everyone and include everyone in your plans because they're going to be more likely to include you back you're going to get to know more people faster and it's just going to be more fun experience. Obviously, there is a point where there are too many people. And, you know, you will make better, deeper friendships if you are hanging out in smaller groups. But yeah, definitely would recommend still including people in your plans, especially at the start, because it is and it's always nice to feel included. You know, if you're doing the inviting and organizing, which, again, don't be afraid to be the inviter or an organizer and you know, if you want to go and do something, invite all those people to come and do it with you. Chances are someone will say yes and do it with you. So yeah, don't be afraid to initiate plans. It can sometimes feel like you're the only one initiating plans, but yeah, don't be afraid to do that because people will look up to you and people will respect that because no one, no one can be bothered to organize it. So just do it yourself and you'll make so many new friends doing that. So hopefully these tips have been helpful. This was probably not as long as my other episodes, but I feel like I have rambled on long enough and there's definitely lots of tips in my solo traveling and group tour episodes that will touch on other ways that you can make friends that are more specific to traveling or group tours in particular as a solo traveler. Hopefully otherwise they've been helpful. If you've got any questions, feel free to hit me up on Instagram and I will be happy to answer them. Or if you have any special requests for new episodes and things don't forget to follow me there also don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening to your podcast put a smile on your dial and have a great morning